In 2021, India's e-commerce market broke a record. Every single day throughout the entire year, more than one crore orders were delivered. And that had never happened before in the history of the country. And while India's logistics industry benefited from this increasing demand for deliveries, there was one company in particular, a startup, that fulfilled close to 20% of these orders. And in just a decade, they've become the market leader in India's logistics space. This startup was founded in Delhi back in 2011. In fact, the city's name is embedded in the company's name. Delivery, a startup that came from humble beginnings and began in a market dominated by massive companies, but figured out a way to beat them at their own game. And that's the story that I'm gonna be telling you all today, coming up right after this. Sahil Badawa was a student at IIM Bangalore, and in 2008, he wanted to become an entrepreneur. That was his dream, and his business idea was simple. He wanted to help startups scale by employing a Thrasio-style model where he would finance these startups' operations and help them to grow with his expertise. It was a great idea, and Sahil was thinking ahead of his time with this one too. He would go on to be awarded a gold medal as the best all-round performing student in his postgraduate program and was gearing up to launch his startup in the final months of this program, but then the economy took a turn and raising funds from investors, especially on an untested business idea, became next to impossible. So Sahil put his idea on the back burner and got a job working at Bain & Company instead. Now, Bain & Company at that time was a hotbed for entrepreneurship. The most famous company founded by Bain alumni, of course, is Zomato, which Dipinder Goyal and Pankaj Chada worked on during their time at Bain. But you also had Garya, Fab Furnish, Momo, Online Prasad, Wishpicker, and Mockbank being founded by Bainies. And that's just what they call themselves, I promise I didn't make that up. But it's no surprise that it was here at Bain & Company that Sahil Barua would end up meeting two of the people that he would co-found delivery with. And remember here too that Sahil worked at Bain from 2008 to 2011, and Flipkart was founded in October of 2007. Snapdeal would follow their lead in 2010, and so Sahil, Mohit, and Suraj were seeing the birth of Indian e-commerce unfold right there in front of them while they were working at Bain. And they considered jumping into this space too. It was hot and there was a lot of potential. But after thinking about it for a couple of months, these three Bainies realized that they might already be too late. They would be seen as a copycat of Flipkart and that wasn't something that they wanted to be. They talked about this problem with their friends, Dipinder Goyal and Pankaj Chada, who, like I mentioned earlier, were building Zomato, then called Foodie Bay, while working at Bain between July of 2008 and November of 2009. See, before meeting Pankaj, Dipinder had built something on his own, a platform that was similar to Zomato called Foodlit way back in March of 2006. And Foodlit was way ahead of its time. Using this platform, you could order food online and have it delivered to you. That didn't exist anywhere else in India back in 2006, but logistically, it was a nightmare. Foodlit didn't have its own fleet of delivery partners, and so food delivery was fulfilled by the restaurants themselves. And many of them did have a small team of in-house food delivery staff, but during peak hours, this system would often break down. Food could take anywhere between 30 minutes to several hours to be delivered, and that was if the driver got the address right. 
In 2006, smartphones didn't really exist in India. And so GPS navigation through Google Maps or some proprietary in-house navigation tool wasn't really an option for any of these restaurants. It was a big problem. And so in 2011, after their conversation with Dipinder Goyal and Pankaj Chada, Sahil, Mohit, and Suraj realized that they could be the ones to solve it. A hyperlocal Delhi-based delivery service geared towards restaurants. Now, all they needed to do was build it. And that's where they ran into their first problem. None of them knew how to code. They couldn't build a website or software, nothing. They needed a techie. And that's when Sahil remembered someone that he'd met through a mutual friend at the Hard Rock Cafe in Mumbai back in 2009. He'd taken this person's phone number and so he called him up and asked him if he'd like to help them build this hyper-local delivery service. This man's name was Bhavesh Manglani, by the way. And after hearing about this idea, this startup, he resigned from his job at Idea Cellular and joined Delivery as its fourth co-founder. And that's the team that's still leading delivery to this day, all these years later. Of course, back then, they had no idea how successful their business would become. It was just the four of them back then. Nobody had ever heard of their company, they weren't generating any revenue, and they didn't have any delivery drivers either. One night though, Sahil and Suraj ordered a meal from a nearby restaurant. This restaurant had a team of delivery drivers, but when the food finally arrived, they discovered while in a conversation with the man who delivered the food that the restaurant was shutting down, and all of the delivery drivers were out of work. This was an opportunity that they couldn't afford to pass up. And so they immediately visited the restaurant and after speaking with the owner, decided to hire the entire delivery staff. And that's how it all got started, a service for delivering food in Gurugram in 30 minutes or less. So delivery began their operations in May of 2011. They had four delivery drivers and two employees. It was admittedly a small team, but in their first month, they were already getting 100 orders per day. There was clearly latent demand here, and they were on track to become Gurugram's go-to food delivery service, but then in June the following month, an online men's fashion platform called Urban Touch reached out to them, asking them if they could deliver clothes too. And at first, the co-founders of delivery were hesitant because they were a food delivery service, not a clothing delivery platform. But then they realized that their delivery drivers were only really busy during lunch and dinner. That's when people ordered a lot of food, and the rest of the day, well, they just didn't have a lot of work to do. And so the co-founders of Delivery came together and decided that as a way of generating some extra revenue on the side, it would make sense to handle deliveries outside of the food space in between peak food ordering hours. So they started tying up with e-commerce companies who wanted to get items to their customers quickly. But one thing that they couldn't figure out was why people wanted to hire them for their deliveries, because there were a lot of other options out there. India's logistics space was mature and crowded. There were tons of smaller local players and also a number of bigger ones too that had been around for decades. Companies like D2DC got the TPC and Blue Dart. And so the founders of Delivery wanted to figure out why customers were choosing them over the incumbents. And so they decided to run a little experiment. See, Sahil and Suraj lived opposite of each other. If, for example, Sahil wanted to share a book with Suraj, he could walk to Suraj's place in less than a minute. But instead of walking, they decided to send books via courier. They wanted to see how long it would take for traditional delivery service providers to transport a book from point A to point B, when point A and point B were right next to each other. And the results were shocking. Without exception, each and every delivery service that they tried took between two and three days to ship the book. But why was this happening? 
Why were these logistics giants with vast networks so inefficient at delivering packages? Well, one of the reasons was that these traditional dinosaur companies hadn't put much effort into keeping up with or meeting the needs of India's rapidly growing e-commerce space. They were still doing what they'd been doing for years, and this had always worked for them. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Their business model just wasn't customer-centric because they were following a hub-and-spoke model. This is a model for doing logistics, and it looks like a bicycle wheel. It's this idea that all packages first go to a central hub, and then from there they get delivered to their respective customers. And that delivery, of course, is the spoke. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with this model. It's the same model, after all, that the aviation industry uses, with airports as the central hub and customer destinations as the spokes. But there's also a big difference between the aviation industry and logistics. With aviation, customers need to go to the airport. It's where emigration and immigration happen, security checks and boarding pass printing, airport fueling and maintenance, but logistics doesn't need to be like that. To ride in an Ola cab, you don't need to first go to an Ola cab station, a central hub where you can board your cab to its final destination. Instead, you can order an Ola from anywhere and have it take you anywhere. And this is what delivery started offering, the Ola or Uber of food and e-commerce delivery. And thanks to Bhavesh Manglani's tech layer, delivery started being able to collect more and more data from these deliveries. And with this data, they were able to make their new delivery model even more efficient and precise. They took the hub-and-spoke model of their competitors, who at this point didn't even know or care that delivery existed, and they modified it. They upgraded it into a brand new tech-enabled mesh model that enabled them to deliver packages faster and cheaper than anybody else. In just three months of venturing into e-commerce delivery, the revenue that delivery was making from e-commerce was 4x what they were making from hyperlocal food delivery. It wasn't what they had set out to do, but they quickly realized that the opportunity was significantly bigger in e-commerce than it was in food. And so as time went on, from a complete focus on food, delivery gradually pivoted into a fully-fledged e-commerce logistics startup. So we've established now that delivery was disruptive from day one. It's part of their DNA as a company taking pre-existing ideas, changing or upgrading them, and then offering their customers this refined, reimagined service or feature is what they're good at. That's how they've been able to come out on top. And so I wanna go through some of those things, some of those innovations that have enabled delivery to become so successful as a business. The first of these is customer centricity. The features and offerings that they provide their customers with are always intended to impress and to please. Take for example real-time updates. In India's logistics space at that time, this was unheard of. Package tracking in real-time? Customers were blown away. And that's not all. Delivery did something that nobody had seen before, modularity. They started offering first-mile delivery, last-mile delivery, and middle-mile delivery as separate standalone services, alongside their comprehensive full-service packages. Each part of their delivery service was segmented and separate, making the business extremely efficient and significantly cheaper than the competition. I'm talking 70% cheaper by 2017. That is a huge discount. And then you also have payment collection. This was a huge pain point for sellers using traditional logistics services because, again, it was designed around the existing mode of payment in the early 2000s, cash. Back then there was no UPI, very few people had credit cards, and so cash on delivery reigned supreme. 
but this wasn't working for e-commerce companies. They were already acting as middlemen between sellers and customers, and now they were outsourcing their deliveries to another middleman, logistics companies. These logistics companies would collect cash on delivery, that cash on delivery would reach the e-commerce company after 30 days, and then it would take another 30 days for that cash to reach the original seller's bank account. That is a 60-day inefficiency that delivery was able to cut down on significantly. First, they set up collection centers close to banks so that delivery drivers could deposit cash on delivery the same day that they collected it from the end customer. Then, they actually tied up with banks to ensure that the money that they collected from the end customer could be delivered to delivery's e-commerce clients the following day. And they didn't stop there. Eventually, in 2013, they acquired cash collection startup Garpe to speed things up further. The result of all of these efforts was that delivery was able to cut down the time for their e-commerce clients to collect money from 30 days to just two days. Delivery had just become 15 times faster with payments than their competition. And now, finally, their competition was beginning to sweat. But by this point, it was already too late. Delivery was on a customer acquisition spree. During their first year and a half of business, delivery salespeople would just walk up to prospective customers and offer them a 30-day free trial. This, like so many of Delivery's other strategies, was unheard of. But Delivery is a technology-first company. They borrowed this strategy from the world of software as a service, where 30-day trials are the norm. And of course, after 30 days, most of Delivery's customers would start paying them because their service was so much better than anything else they'd seen. In fact, one of their biggest clients at the time, India Times, was onboarded as a client using this very strategy. And ultimately, they were so impressed that they became one of Delivery's first investors in 2012. Looking back now in 2022 at Delivery's journey, at the growth and success that they've seen as a startup, it's easy to see why they succeeded. They put their customers first in an industry that had never done that before. But this wasn't something that they achieved in one fell swoop. It was a consistent, intentional effort on their part, something fundamental to the company's DNA, something that shaped each and every decision that the company took, from the early days when they only had a presence in Gurugram to today, when they cover 88.3% of all of the PIN codes in India. But let's go back to Gurugram for a second, because for a long time, that was the city for them. That's the only place where they had a presence. They intentionally chose not to expand to other locations until they had perfected their operations in Gurugram. And this is something that we actually saw another hugely successful Indian startup, Licious, doing in Bengaluru in 2015. And if you want to know more about their story and the journey that they took to become India's number one D2C meat brand, then you can find that video up here. But coming back to delivery now, they ended up spending one entire year making mistakes, learning about and refining their process in Gurugram, and this made it really easy for them to produce identical results across India. They knew their business so well. It wasn't chance, it wasn't luck, it was a replicable standardized formula for excellence. While competitors like Chotu.in, Dial a Service, and India on Time expanded too quickly and had to shut down within two to three years of starting operations. They just couldn't crack the scalability formula like Delivery did. And so if there's one thing that I wanna leave you with here today, something for you to keep in mind if and when you start your own company, it's this. Customer centricity plus the ability to scale is a recipe for success. And if you don't do either one of these things, then you're probably gonna fail. If you can't keep your customers happy or you can't scale your startup, then another company will. They'll leave you in the dust. And Delivery was that company for its competitors. They've overtaken their dinosaur competitors, they've outsprinted their startup competitors, and now they are number one in India's logistics space. 
All right, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you learned something from it and I will see you in the next one.